welcome to the Human Experience Podcast. My name is Sydney Hewitt. I'm your host. And this morning, we're taking a few risks right off the bat. Number one, I'm drinking a cup of coffee. And if you don't know right off the bat why that's a risk, uh, just drink a cup of coffee and find out. Like, honestly, I know that the typical picture of working in an office, being in an office meeting is everyone's around the table drinking coffee for an hour-long meeting. And I'm like, um, literally how are you not all running to the bathroom to shit your pants? Like, please let me know. <laughs> okay, and number two, the risk is that I'm recording this right near an open window. You know, your girl's enjoying this breeze right now, but who knows who could hear me, if there's going to be construction or a dog barking. So hopefully we can make it through this episode without too many distractions bodily and out of this window. (laughs) Okay. Today, I really want to talk about this idea of how much are we consuming and how much are we creating in our lives? And really like asking yourself this question, you know, how much do you consume in a day? And How much time do you spend creating or being in a creative flow? And I feel like this is such an important topic to discuss right now because of the state of the world. You know, we have social media, we have Netflix and Hulu and these streaming platforms. We have, you know, billboards, like literally everywhere you go, we're just constantly having information thrown at us at all times and like a lot of times consuming is not our choice okay actually i would say that majority of the time it is our choice but we are at the point where sometimes it's not and that's really overwhelming i mean i'm just thinking about the last time i was in new york city we booked a hotel super late and had to stay in times square which you know if you're new to the city I guess that's a cool place to go. But I grew up in Philly. Like, I've been to New York City so many times. I have absolutely no desire to be in Times Square. And as someone who's already overly stimulated, Times Square (laughs) is like a nightmare for me. Between the people and all of the advertisements, it is honestly a living hell for me. But, you know, majority of the time, I'm not in Times Square. I pray for your well-being, that you are not spending too much time there either. But yeah, before we, like, continue to dive into this, I just want to break it down so we're all on the same page. Let's start with some simple definitions. So I pulled two definitions for the word consumption because, first of all, there were a lot and... I just thought it was kind of interesting to see the different lenses at which it was defining this word. So the first basic use is the using up of a resource. The second one I pulled says, consumption is the act of using resources to satisfy current needs and wants. It is seen in contrast to investing, which is spending for acquisition or future income. Consumption is a major concept in economics and is also studied in many other social sciences. So, obviously, looking at the econ point of view, I think it's super interesting for a couple reasons. First is that it's contrasted to investing, which, of course, in econ makes sense. But when it comes to our, our attention, 
think it's also kind of an interesting way to phrase it because obviously I pose the word creativity, creation, but the opposite of consuming is investing in a better version of yourself and like getting yourself closer to where you want to be. And then the other part of this that I think is really interesting is that it says to satisfy current needs and wants. Again, econ, this makes sense. But from like more of the lens that I'm coming at it with today, it's just really fascinating because I know a lot of times when I'm overly consuming, it's to distract me and get me further away from what I really need and want, which is my own attention. But sometimes I don't feel like I have access to be there for myself or honestly, it's just a practice. And I'm learning now that like I can show up and um, I'm not perfect, but I'm definitely more aware of it and starting to catch myself when I'm diving into the deep, dark wormhole of the internet (laughs) that I can just do a quick check-in and get out a little bit sooner. Okay, let's talk about some of the most common things that we typically consume on a day-to-day basis. So the biggest one that I'm mostly interested in is consuming digital information, specifically on social media. And I am super fascinated by social media addiction. I think addiction in general is like a big topic. And I was just looking at these research articles that show this big correlation between ADHD and being susceptible for substance addiction. But yeah, I probably will make a whole episode on that in the future. So stay tuned. (laughs) Okay, some other things that we can consume are food. Another huge one, like, are we actually hungry? Or are we bored? You know, a lot of these things release dopamine. And so I've definitely struggled with emotional eating. And I think that topic definitely impacts a lot of people I don't want to say everyone because it's definitely not everyone but I might might be a little daring right now and say most people and then I also broke down you know we can shop consuming in the form of spending our money and then I kind of broke it down that there's consumption for the mind for the body and for material goods and obviously we need to consume which is why it's so important that we bring mindfulness and attention to what we are putting into our mind, our bodies, and our homes. And I kind of mentioned this before, but what we're consuming will either get you closer to the person that you want to be or get you further away. And, you know, when it comes to social media consumption, in a way, we're picking and choosing who to give our time to. And, you know, obviously, when you get into reels or TikToks and just like scrolling through any of these platforms now that you can vertically scroll endlessly. I mean, first of all, we're exposing ourselves to so many people. But also when it comes to just like what influencers or like accounts are we really interested in? almost thinking of them as a friend and thinking about this quote that's thrown around a lot, pick your friends wisely because you'll become the same person as like the top three people that you surround yourself with. Okay, I know I just butchered that, whatever. You get what I'm saying. And it's really interesting to think about if influencers are kind of our friend, also like that name in itself, 
how are they influencing us? You know, are they a reality star? No shame, by the way, no shame. Maybe you want to be a reality star. Great. That's a good influencer then because it's influencing you to have a similar lifestyle. But, you know, I've given time and attention to reality TV and reality stars. And guess what? I don't, that's not the path for me. (laughs) I know that might surprise you, (laughs) but not exactly what I see in my like five-year plan. And then I just start noticing that, you know, I see someone who's investing. I'm like, ooh, maybe I should be investing. I see someone making passive income on Etsy. (laughs) And this literally happened this week. I was like, ooh, I'm going to start doing that. And what's hard about it is like, we can only focus our energy in so many places. Maybe you're a superhuman and can do it all. Or you're just pushing yourself in overdrive and not listening to your body's internal cues that you need rest. Because I definitely was doing that this week, to be honest. Like I was trying to juggle all of these things and make it all happen. And then I just realized like I cannot do it all. And like maybe pick one day to focus on an extra project. But weaving it in every day, like it's just too much for me to focus my energy on. Okay, reeling it back though, some of the top ways or reasons that we consume, I would break it down into entertainment, education, and then simply numbing out and avoiding feeling your emotions. And I just want to be clear that while it seems like the first two are great and then there's like a red flag on numbing out, I'm not necessarily saying that. You know, I do think that being human is hard and constantly feeling our feelings is really exhausting especially if you're like a very emotional being like I am (laughs) and on a path of like deepening your awareness and like I think there's something really beautiful about being self-aware and like that's that's the goal for me and I hope more people have a similar goal to some capacity just to be aware of who they are and cultivate that deeper relationship with themselves and therefore with others. However, we can't be, quote, healing and working all the time. And sometimes we need to just numb out. And like, maybe just for pure entertainment, maybe like without any intention. And I think that's fine as long as, once again, we're being mindful about it. And like, maybe if you're doing it at the end of the day, for a little bit of time, but if you're doing it, like anytime you transition between activities, that's where it starts to be a problem. And where I think it really just overwhelms our system with so much information and blocks creative flow. So let's break down creativity. The definition that I found is the use of imagination or original ideas especially in the production of an artistic work. And first, if you're someone who tends to label yourself as not being creative or not being an artist, I would highly recommend you listen to this or you read this book, The Artist of Love by Madeline Moon, because I'm reading it right now and I am obsessed. It is a phenomenal book. And earlier in the day, I was talking about how I need... I want to try a new form of therapy and how like 
I really need this external person to help me work through shit. And I felt empowered. I was like, I have a sense of awareness of what I really need, like good for me, pat on the back. And then as I was reading this book, I was like, wow, like I'm giving way too much power to the external world. And really, well, I'm sure it would be great to do the form of therapy that I'm interested in. There's so many ways to express yourself and to work through trauma or turning your trauma into art and turning your darkness into art in any form of expression. You know, I think a lot of times people associate the word art with painting or music or like more stereotypical forms, but really just being an expressive, like expressing your heart and soul and letting the pain or the joy or whatever human experience you're having come through in some sort of medium is art. And she's really highlighting that for me in such a beautiful way. So anyways, now that you can agree with me that you are definitely an artist and a creative being, and you're here on this planet to create and spread your magic and your medicine, I would say that being mindful of consumption is incredibly important to actually live our lives. And, you know, I think that this is a more pressing issue than ever before in human history, because there's an epidemic of distractions. And these social media apps are literally designed to keep us scrolling. And honestly, it's just so disturbing to me. I was doing some research on social media addiction and this one article defined it as more than two hours a day on your phone and i'm genuinely asking you how much time you spent on your phone this week like what is your weekly average is anyone at less than two hours and like maybe you are like i i don't have a good gauge because i'm definitely above that and i asked some like immediate best friends and they were above that as well. Granted, yeah, I think we probably do struggle with social media addiction, but I just thought two hours was surprising. So let's talk a little bit more about the effects of excessive social media consumption. And like I mentioned, I don't want to dive too, too deep because social media addiction could be a whole episode, but I think it's important to dive into it a little bit just to kind of shock the system and evoke a change in our behavior because you can someone can tell you social media isn't good for you guess what we are we all know that you know anyone who's addicted to anything knows that it's not really good for them and like knowing that information alone it's not enough it's just not enough and i think like having the educational components it can be really empowering so yeah i think it's also important to talk about because i think it's really hard to comprehend fully the effects of doom scrolling Because, you know, eventually (laughs) you look up, you remember you're a human and that you're living here and that you're in whatever room you're in. And it's just a little bit of a mindfuck because you just witnessed and experienced hundreds, if not thousands of humans, their lives and information on, you know, the horrible state of the climate or various crimes or cute puppies and babies and it's just it's a lot okay and broadly speaking as we know it's just simply not good for our mental and physiological health but let's actually look at what specifically is going on at least what we know is going on because lord knows there's so much that we don't know yet 
But in terms of the mental aspects, number one, lowers your self-esteem. Are we surprised? No. (laughs) A little fun fact. When I was in college, I conducted a research study on the effects of mental health and self-esteem. And we actually had significant results, meaning, you know, the more people, the more time people spend on social media, it was reported that the worse they felt about themselves. And that says a lot that we were able to get significant results because relatively speaking, we had a really small sample size, you know? I mean, to have like really accurate data that you could draw from, you need a much bigger sample size, but still, I mean, our results were pretty consistent across the board. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's just so many people to compare ourselves to. And part of the reason that I was inspired to talk about this this week is because earlier in the week, I found myself doom scrolling and seeing a lot of clips of podcasts pop up. And as I saw more and more podcasts, obviously I know, right, that there's a lot of podcasts in the world. But to be on social media and to see so many, I got so discouraged and uninspired for my podcast and felt like, why am I even doing this? There's already so many people doing it. Yeah, but guess what? None of them are me, bitch. (laughs) But, you know, that confidence came from really taking time away from social media, finding more time with myself and remembering who I am and why I'm doing this. And I just thought it was the perfect example of how dangerous it is to constantly consume and how fast it can shift our confidence and our inspiration and our drive into a state of kind of just depression, you know, and feeling bummed out and like there's too many people out there doing it. So, um, and there's so many other ways that it lowers our self-esteem, you know, with body image issues and influencers are editing their bodies. And we just have to be so careful, not just about the amount of time that we spend, but the way that we relate to the content and just really becoming more aware of our thought patterns. Like, did we see this model and just internalize like, damn, I want to eat less for dinner or like, I don't even want to eat dinner. You know, like, does it impact us in that way? If so, like, turn your fucking phone off and give yourself a hug because, oh, I mean, I've definitely experienced that. And it just, it breaks my heart that I know that it's affecting a lot of people, specifically women. Let's keep moving because I don't want you to be consuming this episode for too long, okay? (laughs) So some other studies have shown that excessive social media usage is linked to an increased risk for depression, anxiety, self-harm, and even suicidal ideation. So yeah, I mean, I think that it is really important. And while social media addiction won't kill you in the same way that a substance abuse disorder might, it is in a roundabout way really harming us. And I think it is so important to talk about to remind ourselves, to have this conversation with friends. And that's not all. I'm going to share one more thing and then I promise you we'll bring it back to a lighter note. But just from the research I found, there's also effects on our physical health that people who use social media excessively 
were found to have higher levels of CRP, which is C-reactive protein, a biological marker of chronic inflammation that predicts serious illnesses such as diabetes, cancers, and cardiovascular disease. And this, I think, is like really empowering to know because I think everyone knows that social media is not good for your mental health. But to hear that it could increase inflammation that leads to serious illnesses, I'm sorry, but that's fucking crazy. Okay, like I promised, that got a little dark. Again, I think it's important to go there briefly, help evoke some change, but let's get back to a more positive framework. And to be clear, I actually do love a lot of things about Instagram. And I don't think it's about demonizing these platforms or stopping them completely, but I think it's just more about being aware that you are using the app and not letting the app use you and suck you in for hours and hours every single day. And we owe it to ourselves and to the world to create and to share our beautiful and expressive being. And in order to do that, we need to give ourselves the space to create. And I don't just mean creating tangible things that can bring us money or praise, but I think a lot of this starts with simply creating space to be with yourself and to simply be and creating more space allows more creative thoughts that may lead to more tangible creations or have the ability to be monetized but if you're constantly filling your mind and your body and your being with information or food or whatever it is that you're consuming we're not allowing our beings to have the space for new information to flow through us so let's end on a little bit more of an encouraging note some of the best ways to evoke creativity because you know we've all been there where it's like we want to do something but eh, like we just don't feel like it we just don't feel inspired and having more tools in our toolbox to shift from that state into a creative state is is everything so some of the best ways a journal I love journaling. I know it doesn't work for everyone. And I've mentioned this in a different episode, I'm pretty sure. But if you're ever like, I need to talk to someone, but there's no one to talk to, and I don't want to sit down and journal, pull out your phone, put it on selfie mode, start a video and talk to yourself and normalize being a friend to yourself. Because when you start just talking out loud, as if you're talking to a friend, you know, sometimes all we need is someone to listen to us. And obviously you could talk out loud without recording a video. It's just some food for thought. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Number two, go for a walk, preferably without technology. The cool thing about walking is that it creates bilateral stimulation. And that's a technique that therapists use to help us process trauma and help us just like process what we're feeling in an easier way. And there's music too. It's like bilateral beats you can listen to, um, which is actually the next one is listening to music. And it mentioned that classical music is actually only helpful if you really like it. Otherwise, finding music that isn't too distracting. And again, like I've actually never tried that, but that would be interesting to try like bilateral beats and see if that 
just helps create more space within. And then finally, consuming the right things. You know, I think if we're consuming the right information that is helping us get closer to who we want to be, that can be in itself really inspiring. So maybe finding a good book, a podcast, maybe even an audiobook, and just getting really clear on like what direction do you want to go in life and then consuming information that makes you more educated in those areas. And finally, just declaring to yourself that being a creator and a creative is a part of your mission and allow your devotion to yourself and the mark that you want to leave on the world be your motivator and really keep you in check of how you're spending your time. Well, folks, that's all I have for today. I really appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope that this topic can resonate with you. If so, please share it with a friend, anyone who you feel could benefit from this friendly reminder. As always, if you want to stay connected with me, my Instagram is sid.hewitt, and I'll link that below. I'm releasing new episodes every Saturday, and I'm wishing you a beautiful week ahead. I will talk to you soon. Thank you.